Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose live with you Monday through Thursday, 
8.30 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesday, subject to time and availability change. Uh, the reason we do the show a little bit early tonight is because I host AMP After Hours, which is at um, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble's American Media Periscope's channel, AMP, AMP News. You can find that pretty easy. Just do a search for AMP Space News. Uh, that song there was Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun's American Flag. And uh, I thought, you know, change it up a little bit. Every day we're going to do a, yeah. a different song this week because this week seems to be one of those that has a lot of things happening. And uh, it, it's an exciting time to be – well, first, it's an exciting time to be alive, and it's an exciting time to have been right about what was happening. Absolutely, so, man. You know, for anybody who's new here to the Red Pill Project, the Daily Dose, what we've been doing for a very long time, um, since 2018, 2019, 2019 is when I really came on the radar, but 2018, is we've been exposing this globalist agenda. We've been exposing the communist infiltration of the United States of America, the undermining of the U.S. Constitution, the infiltration of the various sectors of our society, from the social, the cultural, the political, the institutional, the academic um, stemming all the way up to the takeover of the supply chain and the collapse of our infrastructure through various different attacks. Last year alone, we had over 198 food processing, manufacturing, distribution facilities, and oil refineries all catch on fire and burn. And so we know that this war is real. This war has been going on for a long time. And on the other side is that we know that the the globalists, the deep state, they have distractions for us. This is the uh, the move into World War III and global economic collapse. We're already seeing the foreshadowing of global economic collapse. They just came out and said the recession. There's no, there's not going to be a recession. Oh God, no, no recession. That is the, your first red flag that there's going to be a deep depression, at least in my opinion. Now. Today, some very, very interesting information came out. Now, what was I saying yesterday on the show? Well, I've been saying this for weeks on the show. I've been saying this for years on the show. Is that once that first marker was confirmed, first indictment, these types of things, things are going to start speeding up. The firestorm event will come closer and closer and closer to happening. And as that comes, that's when Trump's team, the Patriots, the good guys, White Hats, whatever you want to call them, begin this information release because you have to bring the people to a point of precipice to where the people are so disgusted and, and know so much about what happened that you can no longer hide it. And we're at that point where the people are awake. And I would say that we are well over 60 to 70% of America is understanding that there is something very, very serious going on and that our country has been hijacked. Now, um, with what we were talking about last night, as I said, more information is going to start coming out. Isn't it interesting that the indictment comes out, First Amendment case, potentially going to the Supreme Court, right? Trump makes the, yeah. the, the two moves that I said he would make, remove, uh, recuse the, the judge and move the venue. Um, and this gives him probable motion to uh, appeal to the Supreme Court if those two things don't happen. And it looks like it's not going to happen. She just actually denied their gag order request. Um hmm. So then I said is how interesting is it that all this election interference information is just going to start coming out and look what's happening. Yeah. We, we have this gateway pundit article. They did some investigations and what we're finding is Michigan attorney general charges 16 Trump electors with felonies for sending uh, alternative electors. Remember this last week? 
Yep. Well, guess what? Proof of rigged Michigan election. Democrat Democratic operatives caught in October 2020 turning in up to 10,000 fraudulent voter registrations per day, many with the same handwriting and fake addresses. Police investigated, the report is attached, and found guns with silencers, burner phones, rental cars, and warehouses where ballots and registrations were stored, all funded by a Democrat strategy firm. The ballots would be mailed to fake addresses, intercepted, and put in drop boxes by mules. Video from the Detroit Vote Count Center shows 3 a.m. drop of estimated 100,000-plus ballots without GOP supervisors by rental car uh, from out of state. Biden got unexplained vote spike a few hours later and stole Michigan from Trump. Michigan Attorney General and FBI brought in to investigation, and they shut it down. Uh, The Gateway Pundit account was banned for posting the video. Instead of... General Nessel charged Michigan electors for sending alternative ballots to D.C. So what does this mean? Well, you know, the the people in Michigan, those are some gun-toting, freedom-loving Americans. Oh, largely so. With this information coming out, I think that they're going to keep their cool for a time being. But you have to understand, is this information is flooding out right now. Well, why? Because... Trump has the position, discovery, subpoena power, to go out there and try the 2020 election in his First Amendment case. Because the whole case depends upon what Trump said. And they're claiming that Trump knew he lost the election. Trump never once claimed that. He never conceded the election. He, he never once came out publicly or even in private conversation, as we know, and said, I lost the election. Instead, it's been quite the opposite. And so his defense will have to prove that Trump never once said that he lost the election. On top of that, they can go out there and show the evidence of the stealing of the 2020 election. And isn't it interesting that all this stuff is just flowing out now? Well, I posted something on my um, my Twitter earlier today about this. Right. And this is where it gets interesting because did you know that the uh, – the Law of War manual was updated on July 31st, 2023. Didn't know that, no. Now, I know a lot of people go out there to Law of War, War, Man, War manual. Oh, my God, this is it, right? Well, mm-hmm. here's a few things to, to understand about the Law of War manual. Number one is the Law of War manual is not law. It does not pertain to American citizens, okay? It right. is a corroboration of the legal systems of all branches of the military conforming to international laws of war. That's all it is. And so it's not even a legal document. It was not produced by Congress. It has no legal authority in the United States. But there's some interesting parts about the Law of War Manual, which we covered um, back in 2019-2020. Most prominent was Section 11.3, which talked about end of occupation. A belligerent occupation ceases when the conditions for its applications are no longer met. In particular, as discussed below, the status of a belligerent occupation ceases when the invader no longer factually governs the occupied territory or when hostile relationship no longer exists between the state and the occupied territory and the occupying power. All right, this was 11.3, and this comes from the Q post and how that all pertains. Now, I wrote this post, and this is what I say. If the Democrats colluded to steal the 2020 election, which they did, and we have the evidence, then ask yourself, do we have a belligerent occupation of the White House? Absolutely. If if they committed treason to get into power, that is a belligerent occupation. 
or yeah, Belarusian occupation. Not only that, is if there's foreign ties to that collusion, which we know there are, then that makes this case. So, no, I don't think there is a military operation in place right now to go in there, storm the White House, and take it all back. I don't think that that's the case. Yes, I do believe that Trump safeguarded a special access program before he left office with the intent of monitoring the 2020 election, spying on the Biden administration, and collecting evidence over the past years. This is what's coming out now, and will the flood will soon come. Do you remember a few years back... When I discussed this, I was talking about uh, uh, one specific man. You knew who this guy was? No. Well, Donald Trump always comes out there and talks. Uh, oh, that's the wrong one. Donald Trump always comes out there and talks about raising Dan Kane. Lieutenant General John Daniel Kane. Now, if you don't know who this guy is, uh, from 2016 to 2018, he basically ran all special forces operations in Afghanistan and Syria and completely annihilated the ISIS caliphate. And Donald Trump gives him full credit for this. But if you go back further, a few other things that you realize about John Kane, and I've said this before. Is that number one is he was uh, an F-16 pilot who was with the Air National Guard. On September 11, 2001, he was one of two F-16s flying over Washington, D.C. with weapons free from the major general at the time who commanded it, who ended up dying in an event that I I actually know all about. Okay? So... Mm. This is where it, it gets interesting. So he actually um, he testified in front of the 9-11 Commission report, and that testimony is classified because John wow. Kane, Dan Kane, raising Dan Kane, knows what flew into the Pentagon that day. And if you ask me if this guy was a patriot, I would say absolutely he's a patriot. Wow, very interesting. So another thing. After he served the tour over there with Donald Trump and annihilated the ISIS caliphate, he went into another job. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the major general that was in charge of all airspace over Washington, D.C. during September 11th. His name was Major General David Worley Jr. Him and his wife were killed in the Metro D.C. train crash which was inexplicable. They couldn't understand it because you had um, manual brakes, electronic brakes, and backup brakes that all failed when the the car stopped. I worked in Washington, D.C. at the time, um, and I was a police officer at the Washington Navy Yard, which we basically have like a three-base jurisdiction area of operation. You got uh, Anacostia, and then you got the Naval Observatory. We also did the Navy barracks and stuff like that. Um, and I, that day, a bolo came in, be on the lookout. And the be on the lookout was for this one gentleman who, as described, I have this on one of my old phones. I got to find it somewhere. But it was a bolo for a gentleman, and they had a picture of him. They had a mugshot of him. Yeah. And they said that he was found at the D.C. Metro train crash wreckage before any first responders. He drove a green 
Jeep, Jeep Grand Cherokee when they had the license plate number there with Pentagon plates. He had a Pentagon Defense Protective Agency badge. Now, this is like Pentagon Special Police. And he was sifting through the rubbage or the wreckage of the first car. Now, when the first responders got there, the police, they asked him, do you have credentials? And he could not show credentials. So they detained him and took him down to the police station, took a picture of him. And a four-star general, and this is all in the Bolo description, a four-star general came in and said, that's my guy. Please release him. They released him. And it turns out that these people weren't who they said they were, and they just disappeared into the night. That makes me believe that David Worley was absolutely killed. And one of the main reasons for that is I was actually helping to set up some events during that time. I was working with a few organizations. Primarily, I was working with Oath Keepers. And we were trying to set up a, a civilian 9-11 kind of uh, commission. We were trying to get the FEMA photographer from September 10th and 11th out <laughs> there. He had a basically got an asylum out in, I believe, um, Argentina. And then we had contacted David Worley and he was wanting to talk about what he witnessed on that day. Well, David Worley and his wife died about a week after we had contacted him. So that was kind of interesting. And that event never happened. Now, interesting enough, Major Dan Kane is the man who was under his command. David Worley is the one that gave him weapons free. Well, we know for a fact that Major Dan Kane was giving stand-down orders by the Pentagon from the vice president, oh. which would have been Dick Cheney at the time. Now, the problem with this is that Dick Cheney, as vice president, has zero military command and control authority. Zero. None. Nilch. Nada. Wow. Okay? Zero. So the question is, is why did Dick Cheney tell him to stand down when he had weapons-free authority? What did he see in the sky that flew into the Pentagon? He knows, but obviously he's a career military officer. He kept his mouth shut. I don't know. I don't know what he saw. I'd love to ask him someday. But after he, he was with the Trump administration, he destroyed the ISIS caliphate. Yeah. He went on to be director of special programs at, uh, and the Department of Defense's special access program central office at the Pentagon. This is really important. Now, I'm going to go back a little bit because there's some groundwork that we have to explain here. If you go watch my Q to Storm video or any of the videos where I talk about the history of Q and what really this was, Q is a new phenomenon that occurred around 2017 to really help uh, draw out this information, get people in investigating, researching things that were already in the public domain that had been released and start connecting them together and begin to take over the media and basically take over the narrative and suppress the mainstream. That's kind of what that was. Prior to that, though, there was a lot of things happening. One of the, the primary tenets of why Donald Trump was chosen and selected by generals like Rogers and Flynn and all these other guys was because military secrets were being stolen and sold to foreign adversaries. And I mean, when I talk military secrets, we're talking about Originator control, special access pro programs, um, controlled access programs, the, the top secret of the top secret of our military. And this has a lot to do with what's coming out right now with the special access programs that are potentially reverse engineering exotic technology, not from this earth or not developed by the hands of man. Okay. So this yeah. type of technology was being sold by bureaucrats, by generals, by by politicians 
two foreign adversaries. And then you had the whole Uranium One scandal. Then you have the whole Fast and Furious scandal where we were supplying weapons to the cartels. Where oh, we were yeah. selling U.S. uranium depots to uh, Iran through proxy of Russia. I mean, you right. have so much that was going on that the military – and you got to remember – during the Bush administration, you had some very patriotic generals in our military. You still had a lot of Reaganites in there. You still had a lot of people who who hated Clinton for what he did and downsizing of our military. And the Obama purge hadn't happened yet. And so these guys, and this is what I formulate in the cue the storm, they basically set up a special access program to go out there and begin uncovering who is stealing U.S. military secrets and selling them to foreign adversaries. And in the investigation of this, which was most likely done through the military part of the National Security Agency under a special program where they spied on senators, congressmen, bureaucrats, presidents, generals, uh, contractors, they started spying on them. They started uncovering tons of information beyond the scope of understanding that they were stealing military secrets. A lot of the things that they discovered were the implicate order of the deep state and how it's connected to the globalist, the global cabal, as well as intricated within the global crime syndicate. And this includes drug trafficking and human trafficking, child pedophilia and child trafficking and organ harvesting. And so wow. this is a lot of stuff that they began to unfold in this. Now, here's the problem is this information was being discovered outside of a warrant which means yeah. it's inadmissible in court so what they started doing is they started finding select reporters to kind of leak this information to they had rogue teams out there hacking george bush's email hillary clinton's emails these types of things brennan's emails you remember from 2010 to 2012 we had guccifer and all these things guccifer 2.0 and they were out there hacking emails i believe that a lot of these were potentially good guys some of them that was out there getting this information out there, the find, and put it out there for the public domain. Well, you have two primary reporters who come into the fold in understanding of this. Number one is Andrew Breitbart. Andrew Breitbart was basically investigating um, Pizzagate. He was he was one of the first people to ba break Pizzagate, and he wasn't very astute on it. He wasn't wanting to really talk too much about this. Um, and then he, at 43 years of age, has a mysterious heart attack. And I think he was investigating John Brennan's programs on the heart attack gun and so forth like this. Another yeah. one is a, a, a Rolling Stones reporter by the name of Michael Hastings. Now, interesting enough is Michael Hastings was break uh, was about to break a massive story on the Central Intelligence Agency's ability to remote control modern day vehicles through satellites and hack them to use them for assassinations that look like accidents. Which we've okay? seen. Yes. Which we've seen. Now, Michael Hastings, for instance, was big because a few months before, what he did is he followed um, an Afghanistan general around by the name of General McChrystal. Mm. And unbeknownst to him, he ends up getting McChrystal fired. I don't think he meant to get McChrystal fired. But basically what happened is McChrystal had some very, very strong um, disagreements with Barack Obama and the war strategy in Afghanistan, as well as the military generals during that time were utilizing third-party contractors like Blackwater to basically perform missions and functions because Barack Obama had put tough restrictions on the military in the sense of how combat can go about and use of force. 
And so McChrystal was really pissed off about this. And he said some things to Barack Obama in private, which leaked out into the report. And this ends up getting McChrystal fired. But, but Michael Hastings gets a new break and starts working on another story. Now, what's interesting about this is during the McChrystal time frame, there is General Michael Flynn, three-star General Michael Flynn at the time, was the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency. Okay, which means that he would have been the one of the people in the know to know of this program that we're talking about here that was potentially spying on the deep state. Okay, Mike Rogers in the NSA, he comes in after Snowden. So John Brennan's protege, Edward Snowden, probably unbeknownst to himself, just a freedom fighter, goes in there, finds this program. They're spying on presidents and senators, releases it into the world, the WikiLeaks, gets it out there. Right. And screws up the whole pro program that the military is doing on this operation to find out who's stealing military secrets and uncovering all this other illicit oh. crime. So I don't think I don't think Snowden's a bad guy, but I think that Snowden was used by Brennan and the CIA to unclose this. Now, what's interesting is within this time frame, then General Roger, uh, General uh, Admiral Rogers comes in, takes over the NSA and has to fix and repair it. Before this time, General Mike Flynn is the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency. His brother at the time was a colonel in the United States Army. His brother, Charles Flynn, who is now a four-star general in CETCOM, which is a big position right now in the world, Central Command. Okay? He's a four-star general. He's still in Charles Flynn. He was actually appointed to this position by Joe Biden. He was given his four-star, nominated for his four-star by Donald Trump. And so anybody out there that's saying, like, you know, Joe Biden's not commander-in-chief, Joe Biden's the one who signed Charles Flynn's letter of appointment as SECOM. You can go find it on the internet. So that's why I argue that stuff very, very heavily. But what's interesting about Charles Flynn at that time is, obviously, him and his brother were well-connected. They're patriots. I think we can understand that. Charles Flynn was the chief of staff to General McChrystal in Afghanistan during that whole time that Michael Hastings was with his team learning all about General McChrystal and doing this article on McChrystal. Now, that's important because the next step that Michael Hastings does right after the McChrystal interview is start looking in the John Brennan, the CIA, and how they're utilizing hackers to basically assassinate people through vehicle crashes. Michael Hastings, a few months later, dies in a fiery vehicle crash when his Mercedes-Benz flies into a tree at 150 miles per hour. Not ironic at all. But Charles oh. Flynn becomes that connection. It's my belief that Charles Flynn is the one, through his brother at proxy, General Flynn, who gave this information to Michael Hastings to get this information out there. And this is where the leak information comes from. This is why Pizzagate broke. This is why the Anthony Weiner laptop stuff happened. This was a military operation. They saw a congressman through the NSA spy program. They had uncovered child pedophilia. They knew that he had a folder called insurance on his laptop that had all the dirt on Hillary Clinton. They knew that Hillary Clinton was utilizing a home-based email server to send special access program emails of who the professors were in the universities that were getting these NSF, National Science Foundation, DOD, DOE, and NASA, and DARPA grants to reverse engineer these technologies. Hillary Clinton was somehow involved in those emails, and every time that she replied or forwarded it to her State Department email, it would send it to a Gmail address that is directly connected to a Chinese company. 
And we know through the investigations of Huber and Horowitz that that login IP of that Gmail address was connected to by IPs close in proximity to China, mm-hmm. which means that Hillary Clinton was having special access program emails sent to her of which universities and which professors were getting the access to these reverse engineering programs or high level technology military programs. She would forward or reply them to her state department email. She wasn't even supposed to be on the email chain in the first place. When she did that, it's sent to a Gmail address, which China can read. They can get the university, the professor, then they can go to that university and that professor, and they can fund them. They can bring them over under various educational exchange programs created under Barack Obama in 2008 and 2009 to China, and then blackmail them for the information, not caring that they have a security clearance and and an oath to the United States of America. We know this because in 2016, when Donald Trump came in, or it's 2017 when Donald Trump came in, one of the first things that he immediately did with Mike Pompeo was shut down those educational exchange programs and charge 32 college professors with tax fraud and other crimes. Every single one of those college professors, every single one, you can go out there and find it for yourself, had grants through the National Science Foundation, DARPA, NASA, Department of Energy, and DOD. Exactly what I was saying there. Wow. Okay, this was the operation to stop the sending of military secrets overseas. That's what how this all came about. But what happened? Barack Obama in 2012 gets reelected. He immediately fires 198 generals. Why? Generals and admirals. Why? Those were the conservative patriotic generals that he knew were colluding against him. These are the same generals and admirals in pre-2016 that came up to him and said, we can do this the hard way, or you can stand out of the way of Donald Trump when he wins this election. Okay? Now, Dan Kane. Donald Trump comes in, shuts down these educational exchange programs. We're exposing this crime syndicate globally. But it was primarily was about with stolen military secrets. Okay. So now Donald Trump comes in. The first thing line of business is do what Obama couldn't do in eight years. And that's eliminate the creation that they had created with John McCain. If you remember this, John McCain was funneling. He he was John McCain was the head of the Armed Forces Services Committee and the Appropriations Committee. He -hmm. was funding black budget money to basically run guns, just like Fast and Furious with Holder down to the cartels to fund guns and munitions up through Libya into Syria to fund the ISIS caliphate because they wanted to utilize it to topple the Syrian government of Bashad. The problem is, is it turned on them. It went into Iraq, ended up taking over Iraq. I don't think that that was a mistake. I think that that was by design. Either way, John McCain becomes this, uh, this kind of terrorist actor within the midst of all this and Barack Obama allowed it to happen and most likely was behind it because what they want to produce is global destabilization. They want a new world war that has the potentiality of global economic collapse and nukes. If we know the 16 year plan, Hillary Clinton was meant to come in war with Russia was going to break out within the first year. Putin was already ready for war during the 2016 election. It's my belief that Putin actually had his guys go in there, hack the Burisma server, which was running hammer and scorecard. This was the CrowdStrike server in Burisma in Ukraine, hacked that server, shut it down in the middle of the night, which allowed Donald Trump to legally win the election. This is why they went after Donald Trump for Russian collusion during the 2016 election. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. When Hillary Clinton was ready to go to war with Vladimir Putin, and within two years, you would have saw a bioweapon release. We would have been in a great depression, economic collapse, and the ushering in of the new world order would have taken place right before 2020 to basically meet their plans for something known as Agenda 21. And this is sustainability and developmental goals of the globalists. The problem is, is Donald Trump came in and the generals came in and good people like you and me came in and we stopped all that shit from basically happening. Well, after we stop that shit from basically happening, Donald Trump comes in. The first thing he does is gets a guy, a general that is recommended to him by Mike Flynn, recommended to him by Admiral Rogers, recommended to him by all these other military generals who were basically ousted by Obama. Hey, get General Dan Kane in there and wipe out the ISIS caliphate. First thing he does, boom, wipes out the ISIS caliphate. And that's what Mattis was doing, yeah. right? That was that was the whole point of Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis. And then Mad Dog Mattis kind of starts turning on Trump. Why? Because the deep state has a way of getting to people, getting to their family, to swaying them in their direction yeah. through threats, through coercion, okay? Not necessarily yes. these people are bad people, but they have a way of getting to people, especially if you have a family. Dan Kane goes in there, wipes out the ISIS caliphate. His next position is director of special programs and of the Department of Defense Special Access Program Central Office. Now, two people in the military can produce special access programs. Now, special access programs, for those who don't know, are basically black budgeted clandestine programs that not even the president will know what's in those programs. They're need to know only access, originator control. Um, you have to be read into the programs, and most likely they're not going to read you in. Well, one person in the whole military will know of all of the various different black budget projects and special access programs. That is the director of the Department of Defense's special access program. That is the one person who will know every single one of them because he is in control of the budgetary constraints of all that and the overview and approval of all those projects. So he is one of the men who can go out there and create a special access program, and he has to approve the special access program. The other man is a command and control authority leader, CENTCOM, NORCOM, the president of the United States. These are the types of people that can do that. They have to be somewhere within that line of authority. The president can absolutely. It's my understanding that Donald Trump put John Kane in that position to learn about what are the special access programs. Are they now secure? Have we cleared all of them out of all the bad actors who were putting Hillary Clinton on that email list? These are things that you would have to do. And then what was this technology about? You remember how many times Donald Trump says, oh, we have technology. People don't want to mess with us. We got some stuff. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about this relationship that he had with General Dan Kane, who Dan Kane is like, Mr. President, you're pointing me to this position. What do you want? He goes, I want full disclosure. I want you to tell me everything. He tells Trump everything. Trump's like, holy shit, this is real. Okay, what's next? Trump understands that they're going to do everything in their power to take back the power and authority. If we just had eight years of Donald Trump, everything would go back to the way the deep state wanted it after eight years, and their agenda would move forward. You can't just allow a president to come in, make some changes, and then lose to a Democrat after eight years. You have to understand that they understood that Donald Trump's next four years would completely annihilate because the American people were waking up because of the Q movement, because of all these other truth movements that are coming out there with the disclosure of this information. So 
what was the diabolical plan? What does it mean military is in control? What does it mean trust the plan? This was the plan. And you're not going to like it. This is what I understand to be the plan. I'm not going to tell you this is the plan. This is what I understood to be the plan. For a very long time, there's been a military operation to collect information on the deep state and the traitors within our government, within our military, who are selling highly classified technology and U.S. secrets to foreign adversaries who are also planning on the demise and the destruction of the United States Constitution and the United States of America. A lot of patriotic men and women within the Department of Defense, within the U.S. military, within contract positions, within Senate, within Congress, and within the bureaucracy had bound together. I think that with this operation that we're talking about, probably less than 10, and what they did is they planned a dissemination campaign. They knew that they had to take over control of information. They had to take back the media and the narrative. If they got that, if they could wake up the people and get that back, then the next parts of the plan are very, very easy. The other parts of the plan is they know the playbook that these people will use. Why? Because this is the only playbook that they've ever used. And the people that they put into these high-level positions are fucking idiots, which means that they're always going to resort to the easiest and simplest solution to resolve their problems because they believe when they win through cheating or through coercion, they can cover it up in the end. So what happened is Donald Trump knew he was going to lose the 2020 election. What they did, and this is what John, uh, Dr. Jane Halper just said, is the military collected all the information. How? John King comes in. Donald Trump goes, I want to open a special access program. I want five of your top intelligence specials out there on information gathering, cybersecurity, all this information. I want them working together for the next five to eight years, whatever it takes. And I want them collecting and gathering information. I want them sworn to secrecy under a special access program. Here's the money to fund it. Go out there, put them in a remote area where nobody knows who they are, where nobody knows what their funding is. Hire some maybe foreign of uh, some domestic contractors that we trust into that program and start watching what these people are doing and start wiretapping them. Dan King comes back and says, well, sir, we can't wiretap them because that's going to be inadmissible in court. How do we do that? He goes, well, let's go to one of the two courts that can issue FISA warrants. The two courts that can issue FISA FISA warrants, the FISA court and the United States Army's Judge Advocate General. So they open a special access program. Under that special access program, they read in a judge to that program. They get issued FISA warrants for certain people, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, whoever it might be. They show them the, uh, the contemplation of evidence that actually goes out there and validates what they're talking about. The judge signs those warrants. They hand those warrants over to this team of people, and they begin watching the 2020 election, and they begin collecting the information on fraud, all this digital evidence of fraud, all the allegations of fraud. But they say, we don't want this information to come forth yet. We want Donald Trump to lose because we want Joe Biden to come into the White House. We want the Democrats, the deep state, the Obama holdovers, all to come back into Washington because all the information we collected pre-2016 is inadmissible in court. You can't use it in court. We need new evidence. So what they do is starting January 21st, 2021, they come in and they start with these warrants, collecting all this data and all this information. Now, what do you have to do? You have to unlock the keystone. 
The keystone was Ukraine. This is Hunter Biden's laptop. This begins to open up the whole can of worms and get people looking and investigating. This gets people in Washington, D.C. that are now in positions of government, bureaucracy, White House, so forth, talking and communicating. When does a bird sing? When they don't realize they're being watched is when the bird sings. Absolutely. So it is my belief that over the last three years, there's been a military intelligence collection program to basically a sting operation on the deep state here in the United States, identifying all the actors. And if you look at all the moves that Donald Trump has done over the last three years while he's not been president, what have we seen? We've seen the people that have turned their back on Donald Trump, the people who have removed their loyalty from Donald Trump and showed their true colors as a backstabbing globalist or a deep stater or a neocon or a neoliberal, whatever it might be. And what does that do? That helps them identify who they can trust and who they can't trust. So what is happening right now? Well, Dan Kane, he went out and left that position, got everything all settled. And by the way, the new special access program director comes in. He doesn't necessarily have to know what special access programs were going on before. This could be something that was sealed under presidential authority. So president, the president can open a special access program under presidential authority, and he can seal it from other presidents. He can seal it from uh, other directors coming in, but he would have to have a certain level of congressional oversight on that project if he wanted to do it that way. It would have to be an active congressman or an active senator, which I do believe is the case. And those people, whoever you want to guess who they are, would most likely be people like Jim Jordan. Okay? Okay. Yeah. The next part. So, right now we're starting to see information just flood out. It's yeah. dripping out. And, and this is a lot of information that came out a few years ago. But who yep. is the progenitor of this information? Mm, good question. And how much more information is going to be coming out in the coming weeks and months? A lot more. Donald Trump just said yesterday. And a lot more information will be coming out in the next few weeks yes and so we are in the midst of drip drip flood my people it's happening right now (laughs) and i do believe that nothing can stop what's coming is that they know they are screwed and fucked and they're trying to they're trying to initiate a war with russia as bad as they can without breaking international law and treaty but guess what russia's a part of this plan and russia is not playing that game Russia's whole premise is just to maintain the security of Eastern Ukraine, hold it down, being able to take over Ukraine when they need to, because there are some important things there. Um, So China, though, who's China? China is one of the people behind a lot of this. China was a recipient of a lot of this. Now, yeah, they are teamed up with Russia, but it's nothing to worry about in my sense. Um, I don't think we really have too much to worry about in the sense of China. Although China was behind a lot of this, a lot of these spy networks, a lot of the stealing of the classified information. But here's the thing. China is not a concern when you have patriotic Americans who serve this country in the military and the government. China gets shut out really, really easily. So there's a lot of things happening here. I wanted to point this out of why I believe that this is critical to what's happening right now. And that a lot of this election interference information is going to slowly be released through the Gateway Pundit, slowly be released through alternative news and media. They're going to be putting this information out there, and you're going to see some new stuff come out, too. And you're going to be like, whoa, all before 
right? All when Trump gets indicted. They had to wait for that indictment. They yeah, had to always. wait for the absolute witch hunt. When, yeah. when me and my brother Jason and Vince, we were on this show October 2020, and we said first arrest is going to be Donald Trump, the first unsealed indictment, Donald Trump. They're going to come after him, and that's when this all begins. That's when you get the drip, drip, drip flood. That's the firestorm event that I've been talking about because the deep state has to fight against that drip, drip, drip flood. They got to try to regain control back of the narrative. And how do they do that? Well, you need an EMP, a nuclear attack. You have to shut down the internet. You need global financial collapse. They want you sick, poor, hungry, homeless, jobless, and begging your government for any and all handouts. They want you suppressed so they can hide the narrative and take back control. And they will scorch this earth before they ever give power back. We have to understand that. This is why it's so critical that it comes to a precipice that people learn so much about the crimes and corruptions. This is why we're in drip, drip. We're in that flood. We're right at that flood, flood mm-hmm. period. This is why the next part of this over the next six months, people are going to be going like, whoa, like buckle up, buddy. Get your gold, get your silver, get your brass and cover your ass because things because Kansas Dorothy is going bye bye. <laughs> and, and that's where we're headed. We're heading to a very, very dark time for humanity. We're, ta- we're looking for a very dark time for the United States of America. But if we understand that military commanders like CENTCOM are patriots, that other military commanders out there are patriots, and they lead patriotic Americans who love this country, that the, the state national guards have one of the largest portions of our standing military. And that we have 28 red states out of 50. Then I think we understand that we're in a really good position to take down the deep state, the cabal, the globalists. And I think that over the next 18 months, we are going to see an absolute shitstorm hit Washington, D.C. And see, the DOJ is not in a position to do anything because the DOJ works for the Biden administration. But if it comes out, more evidence comes out that Donald Trump truly won the 2020 election, which you're going to see this. And if that comes before the Supreme Court, you want to know what the Supreme Court does? What do they do? They put Donald Trump in the presidency. Now, that's what the Supreme Court would do. Okay? Wow. And just imagine that before the 2024 election, that Donald Trump could come back. Hmm. And then run again? And then run again. (laughs) He says, I should get more than eight years. Mm-hmm. What does he know? So think about that in the sense of how all this pans out and works out. And then Meredith Lindsay said it best: his prophecy. If you go back to Kim Clement, right? Donald Trump, the last president, right? Hmm. Think about that for a minute. The last president of what? The last president of the defunct, bankrupt, corporate United States of America, and the first president of the newly established, re reestablished constitutional republic. I love the sound of that. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of speculation in there, but this is I've been saying this for years. And look, it's happening. So if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong on a few details, doesn't matter. We all understand that this is how it's unfolding. We all see that this is how it's unfolding. I don't think there's going to be a 2024 election if we have global economic collapse and the breakout of World War Three, or if they try to take out Donald Trump or throw him in jail. True. 
because there's going to be a civil war. And what you'll see is that partitioning of red states versus blue states. And you'll see the calling back of military assets from active duty back into their home states, especially Texas and Oklahoma and Missouri um, and Arkansas and all these predominantly red states. You'll see you'll see all the military returning home and saying, I'm done with that. Not playing that game anymore. And they'll fall back into the National Guards and the state militias. And I'm telling you, there is a potential for civil war to break out here. Now, I think that it'll be a civil civil war where the states basically say is we no longer recognize federal authority with the information and the new evidence being presented within this case of Donald Trump. That is key to understand Hmm. is when this Donald Trump trial gets underway. And hopefully it's soon. And the discovery process happens. You start seeing all this evidence of voter fraud, all the new evidence of voter fraud, things that you never yes. heard of before. They start subpoenaing all these people involved in the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. They bring them all in. And you start seeing the lie unraveled. And you start The whole world begins to see. States, governors will stand up and say, Joe Biden, you're an illegitimate president. You did not win that election. You need to step down if he's not already gone by that time. Okay? Which means that the states can go out there and say, we no longer recognize federal authority. Now, they can call for a constitutional conventional vote, which does not bring in a full constitutional convention. But if they have two-thirds majority of the states come forth and say, we no longer represent, we no longer recognize federal authority, they can pull back that funding from the federal government. That would prompt the federal government immediate military action. But if they call back in the military components, it's not going to be something they want to fuck with, especially when they seize federal military bases on those states' lands. They're basically inept. It's obsolete. So this is what I think is potentially going to come over the next six to 12 months. I know that took me a whole hour to explain. That is amazing. I know it took the whole hour to explain, but I wanted to get that all out there so people truly understand what is actually, what I believe is actually happening. And we've had a certain level of accuracy over the years. And I think that this is a very, very good um, synopsis, synopsis, no, synopsis of what's happening right now. I agree. Um, uh, in the sense of other news, we'll cover a lot of that tomorrow. As well, Keith Kellogg, former National Security Advisor to Mike Pence, um, four-star general, blast Mike Pence, comes out and endorses Donald Trump. This is another patriot, a general, oh, yeah. right? That I saw out. Trump send a, say something on truth about him. Yep. If you yeah. remember that picture with Donald Trump and the seven, or the 19 military generals, the, the one, do you know what this is about? It's the storm. Mm. You'll find out. Kellogg is one of those generals in that picture. Beautiful. Okay. So, guys, listen, uh, I'm going to say thank you to whoa, a whole bunch of people donated. Thank you for all the support, guys, out there with the battle of the streams between Rumble, Pilled, uh, Facebook, and DLive. Uh, Fork Demando, a cookie. Thank you so much, Fork Demando. Pablo Picasso, $2 supporter on Rumble, uh, $2. I really hope that GOP refuses to impeach Biden, make him suffer. We will see. I think that, you know, I think there's more benefit to leave Biden in than there is not unless global Interesting. Um, wow. X Grits X one diamond. Uh, thank you so much, X Grits X. Uh, two diamonds, sorry. Two diamonds from X Grits X. Yay. Uh, 
donated an ice cream. Thank you so much. Yay. Bayonet, five lemon. Marilou, five lemon. Get her done, five lemon. Thank you so much. Bayonet, Marilou, and get her done. Patriotic Pisces donated five ice cream. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces. Yay, three lemons. Grandma, five revolt, three lemons. Derive, seven lemons. Thank you so much. Yay, Grandma, five revolt, and derive. Bayonet, two lemons. Fork the Mondo. Shades, thank you so much. Bayonet and Fork the Mondo. Steps to Nowhere, one lemon. RPG, 3573. One ice cream. Thank you so much. Steps to Nowhere at RPG, 3573. Central, one, two, three, four. Shades, I'll match you. Fork the Mondo. Ooh, awesome. Thank you so much. Central, one, two, three, four. Slumdog gifted a can. Patriotic Pisces gifted a diamond. Thank you so much. Slumdog and Patriotic Pisces. Baloo for you. Oh my God, he's actually watching live. Mike Baloo, <laughs> the Barbie man. All right, Mike Flew, $20 supporter on Rumble. Slumdog's middle name is My Boob, Me Boob, Truth. All right, Slumdog, he's coming at you. Deselet donated fire. two ice cream. Thank you so much, Deselet. Me, Brenda, gifted five one-month subscriptions to users on the channel. Thank you so much, Me, Brenda, and Deselet. Guys, that's all I have for you today. We'll be back with you tomorrow with another episode of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Before I go, though, Tonight on Amp After Hours, I wanted to give you a little rundown. Healing in the Age of Bioweapons with Dr. Ely. Oh, awesome. That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about healing in the age of bioweapons, plasmids, GMO bacteria, mRNA, um, pseudo-ordering, fasting, water purification, um, how we got here, the cult of Hecephalus, the Operation Paperclip, the Life Sciences, Philosophy of Natural Medicine, Criminal Data Fraud, Willful Misconduct, Deficit, Criminal Trial, Breakthroughs, Oh, <laughs> Michigan, the death certificates. We're going to talk about this with Dr. Henry Ely in 30 minutes from now on Rumble. You can find that on American Media Periscope's Rumble channel. And actually, you know what? Here, guys, I'm just going to put it out there. There's the link. So you guys have it. I'm going to go to Pilled. There's the link for you on Pilled. Amp After Hours coming up here in just a little while. Uh, and then I'll do Facebook as well. So you all have the link. Guys, I just posted the link, so you should see it coming in. And for Facebook, oh, Facebook is already posted. Perfect. All right, guys, that's all we have for you tonight. I hope you guys catch that show. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all have a great night. We'll see you guys tomorrow night with another episode of the Red Pill Project. Daily Dose. Stay froggy. See ya. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patched the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.